This week on the Hot Mess Teacher Express, we are talking all about Teacher of the Year awards, awkward staff, interactions, and student teaching. So you are not going to want to miss this episode. Please stick around. Hot messes. This is the Hot Mess Teacher Express podcast, and I am Vinny Thomas, aka Mr. Thomas English, and I am here with my co-host <gasps> Jess Smith. Teacher Tales of Miss Smith. Emphasis on the gasp there. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Hi. I know. I um. Yeah, I'm here too. You know, I know that you like you like the spotlight a lot, and that's I don't like living under your spotlight. <laughs> One of these days, I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna explode and just be here. Here I am. Hot take. Hot take. Uh, this segment is when we look for something that could be controversial, uh, but in the teacher community, or we've we've seen uh, some some teachers online talking about it, and uh, we give our hot take. The hot take today is Teacher of the Year awards. What do you, yes. what do you think of Teacher of the Year awards, Vinny? I feel like Teacher of the Year awards are not what they're actually supposed to be for. Mm. I feel like a lot of the time, and this is the thing, I I can't remember in England how common these were. I think they're definitely more common in America because mm-hmm. um, I just feel like in England it's very much like creates a kind of imbalance of like okay so it's great that they've done a great job but have i just done a bad job right. have i like and it kind of creates that kind of like oh well did they get this because they were great or did they get this because they're good friends with admin it's like how did this work and it's like i they're think suspicious <laughs> over there <laughs> obviously because it's like it's that thing where it's like obviously at school most teachers are excellent at their jobs. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, most. right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, you know, and there are a lot of people that get undermined and undervalued for all that they do. And I feel like if you are someone that, like, like for me, I wear my heart on my sleeve. If I'm having a bad day, if I'm, like, stressed out, anything, I will tell people. Uh-huh. And to other people, that can look like, oh, he doesn't have it together. Oh, right. he must be an awful teacher. And it's like, no, like, I think I'm good at my job. But I'm also, like, I need to get this off my chest. I am not dealing with the weight of this going home. Like, right. I want to be able to go to, like, my colleagues and be like, yo, I really struggled in this lesson. This kid did this this happened like and be able to you know like rant in a way that is productive and just be like i've had it i've got advice now i can move on with my life instead of harboring those issues right and i just feel like yeah teacher of the year i i've seen so many times where like teacher of the year has happened it's gone out and so many teachers just feel deflated because it's like okay so that teacher from that department got it why didn't I get Because I've been working here X amount of years. And, you know, I had to deal with all of these really severe issues with, like, all these students where I was, like, doing extra hours. I was checking in. Like, I'm phoning the parents on my off time to make sure that they're safe and all of this. Yeah. But, yeah, it's another teacher that, you know, just is always in the principal's office that suddenly got it. And then it's, like, it creates that kind of, like, divide 
especially when it comes to departments, because I've also seen firsthand like certain school districts or schools do it where they're like, oh, well, you know, we gave it to like the English department last year. So this needs to be so right. English yeah. is now blacklisted this right. year, even though someone from the English department could have gone above and beyond done yeah. everything that right. year. Like, have you noticed that with any of your stuff? So I don't think teacher of the year was something that was super prominent in the school that I was in. Um, but I did see the political version of it where it's like someone was nominated or asked to be nominated and they were just kissing butt all the time. And it's, and here's my thing. Would I have loved a teacher of the year award? Absolutely. Did I earn one? No, but like I, it, it's nice to be recognized and what, yeah. like what you were talking about with like, well, I was doing all this. So like, why wasn't, was, uh, why wasn't I given that award? And that's something that I, I like talk to my kids about, like, sometimes you're not, you're not gonna be recognized for the hard work that you're yeah. doing. It's that thing of like, when you compliment a student, oh, like great job on that paper. Well, I did it too. Like, yeah. I, it's and, like why? Why did I get? Why did they get a gold sticker on their right. assessment? Even though I got the exact same grade, right? <laughs> like so, mine. so for me, like teacher of the year award is just kind of like it's it's an accomplishment. Like congratulations, um, and and some people truly, really do a hundred percent earn that award. Yeah, but for me, I don't think teacher of the year is something that I'm just also like I, would I think, <laughs> strive for. I think the way that it gets like, I don't like the way that it was always voted on. For me, yeah. because it would be like oh, how, so. Yeah, how, so how it would work in the school district that I was in is basically you would get nominated, mm -hmm. so students and staff could nominate you. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, like there was just like you know in the morning announcement, it goes out like, oh, this is open. You get emails being like, oh, nominate people, blah blah blah, all of that, and you would get nominated. And if you were nominated, you would then get an interview, or so. I had it where my first year they had rookie of the year as well, which is a whole different. Oh man. <laughs> like, you know, like in your first couple of years, you're just under the assumption of I'm just learning things. Like this is not a popularity right. contest. This, like I know for a fact that I am training at the moment and yeah. I don't have my crap together at right. all. I feel like that is just a disaster. In the yeah. Making to so do that kind of thing. my school district had rookie of the year, which was <laughs> the Ooh. whole, it was the whole school district. And we were like, oh, what wow. a big school district. Yeah. So they, had it where like once a year you would have this like award ceremony where all of the teachers of the year from every school would get there'd also be like support staff of the year from every single school and then you'd have like rookie of the year which would be the whole district so i remember it was my first year i got nominated 12 times like literally most of them were from students with a couple of staff because my first year was rough like yeah. i literally moved from England here yeah. had never learned I did not have a clue about the American education system and there was like no training <laughs> it was like I was like you're not going to like check to see if I'm actually competent enough to do this job before throwing me into a classroom and they're nah. like no no like, you sound smart so uh, you're good yeah, yeah I remember going in and like literally I turned around to my colleague on one of the first days and was like so you keep speaking about assignments like what's an assignment like <laughs> because like <laughs> In England, you teach and then you do an assessment. That is it. You don't like say, here's a pop quiz. Here's like a written assignment. Here's like, so for me, oh. I was like, what is assignment? And then I was like, oh, assignment is just a broad term for basically any work that you give them that you're entering into the grade book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, like not being frank, I was like, that makes no sense. Like, what, what is this? <laughs> so it's like, I had that. Poor little English I also, like, a, like I came from England and during my teacher training, I think I had like 
Overall, when both the schools I was at, I probably had about four students that had IEPs in England. I came here and I looked through and all of my classes had like six, seven students. Like, And I looked through and one point, I think I had like 40 students on an IEP across all my classes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like how do I handle this? And I had some classes that didn't have a para-pro either. So I would literally have some classes that were like full capacity with like seven IEP students that I had to modify and do things for. And I had no support. And I was like, okay, this is very overwhelming. And I remember- So you like like earned that nomination. Yeah, so to me, like, and that's why loads of people were like, like my students were like, you literally came from another country. You've learned this whole curriculum. You've also dealt right. with the fact you've had that. And we did it in a system where for IEP meetings, it would be based on department. And as like a requirement for an IEP meeting, you need to have a general education teacher present. Right. And we uh-huh. were an inclusive district and I was oh. the only general education teacher. <laughs> that most of my students had because there was no adaptive English, but there was adaptive math. So literally there was one month where I went to like 18 different IEP meetings. And it was like, there was one week where it was like one before school, one for lunch, one after school. And I remember just like, the next month, it was like maths turn and an email got sent out being like, well done to the maths department. They went to a whole 30 meetings this month. And I was like, <laughs> I went to like... 20 on my own last <laughs> month. Like, thanks. Um, yeah, and I just felt like, for me, like, I remember being sat there and I, I really thought like, oh, I've got, uh, surely I'll get at least an interview yeah. because I've had all these nominations. Right. Like, I would be very surprised if I didn't get an interview. Never got an interview. And then that year... So they, it's like deflating. Yeah, and that year they announced they were like oh we're doing a new thing instead of just one rookie of the year we're doing five because this has just been such a great cohort of new teachers so five people got here and I remember being sat there and one of the women that got here I went to the new teacher induction of that woman and every single time no matter what whenever the like person in charge was giving the talk hand raised kissing bar oh I've got this wonderful resource maybe you should give this out to the new teachers oh I've got this you know spreading her wings like the peacock she was (laughs) and meanwhile I'm there in my classroom busting my bar and it's just like okay I'm on the shelf wheezy over here my squeak has gone (laughs) my wings have been clipped and yeah I just remember being so deflated by it and just feeling like and it, it sucks because it should never be about, like, the recognition or the award. It should always be about you're doing this because you want to do your job. But right. it's also, like, you know, it's also, like, when you're doing that and you're, like, oh, this is to build momentum and to make right. people feel appreciated. It's, like, it at about, times has the reverse effect. Right. Like, I feel like, exactly. Like, I feel like if you're going to give out an award like that, like, it's it's just going to be more deflating to a lot more people than it is to that one person. And... You know, it's it's an award. Like it's it's amazing, but maybe give everyone bonuses. I think like <laughs> like one of my. Why don't we t- appreciate everyone? One of my favorite like comparisons with this is yeah. like I worked at like an American summer camp. Like when I first came to America, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. my first foray into America. Oh very boy! Eye-opening. Oh boy! Um, and I remember we were sat there at like an all staff meeting at the end of the week. Yeah. And our director, um, it was like the big executive director that like we no one spoke to because everyone was scared of him because they're like oh my gosh he's like the big bad (laughs) boss like what do we do um and and everyone's like teenagers so they're like oh he's an adult oh run um and i remember he like in front of everyone he was like i got a special uh gift card for a special um camp counselor this week because 
I just saw her. She walked up to the student. They had their shoes untied. And she said, hey, bud, shoes were untied and tied as shoes. So this is for you. It takes great character and care to notice when a, when a camper is struggling and needs their shoes tied. And like, it was this whole thing. And then I was sat next to a lifeguard and the lifeguard turned around to me and was like, no kids drown this week. I could do with a gift card. <laughs> That's exactly and, and what it, it is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. It's literally like, yeah, I get I get where the, like, sentiment's coming from. Right. That you want to recognize, like, yeah. greatness. But at the same time, like... You there's a lot more going yeah. on than what you <laughs> saw. Like, there's a bigger picture going on in the school or in the camp yeah. like than what you see. So I think Teacher of the Year. Yeah, it's a no. It's a no. It's a no. If there is, like, a once in a blue, like... Something absolutely extraordinary beyond belief. Right. Something like I definitely feel like things should be recognized more. And I don't think it should just be a teacher of the year. Yeah. It should be more like, you know, yeah. if you've gone above and beyond and everyone's recognized that you've right. made like local news and stuff, you've absolutely like kicked it out of the park. Yeah. Like you deserve recognition for that. And you know, sometimes rather than a trophy, you should get a raise instead. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, Vinny, I just I, I want to take this time and say that you get uh, there's the nomination for you to be co-host of the year. So congratulations. Oh, there is no raise though. It's, so It's fine. <laughs> I think I've definitely won it over you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the hot take of this week. We are now moving on to British versus American schools. This is the part of the podcast where we go over a topic and we compare the British and the... American. Oh, well done, gentlemen. Look at us working not- together. I mean, it's almost like a co-host or something. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, our topic this week for British versus American schools is student teaching placements. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So, student teaching placement for me, like, throughout college it was I did small little placements through like the last two years of my teacher training. So I think I was in uh, a fifth grade classroom, a fourth grade classroom. Um, I did a very short one in first grade. And then my student teaching my big one was in one classroom, fifth grade classroom for a whole semester. So when you're but, in all those other ones, are you actively teaching in them or is it more observations? It's it's more observations. Um, and I was in there one one day a week. So I usually had one placement per semester. So it was like one day a week for like an hour and a half, maybe. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't a lot. I can't I can't remember like how often it was, but it was it was not very long. And I would like pop in and the, te- the teacher would hand me a stack of papers to grade and I would I would grade it. And yeah, yeah. it wasn't like really anything uh, that I was like actively teaching. I did teach a full lesson at the end. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I didn't really have a lot of interaction with the students or with. Yeah, you're basically um, just there to observe. My yeah, kids. my when I student taught in that in the fifth grade classroom. Uh, my last year or my last semester the fifth grade teacher was retiring that year so (laughs) she was she was the best I loved her I got so 
bored in the placements where I just like had to sit and watch. Yeah. I'm more of like an interactive person. I I would like to be doing something. I'm not. Yeah. And you feel weird I'm, like trying to insert yeah, yourself into it because you're like, how much can I help? How, like, I don't even really know right. what's being taught right now. Right. I felt like I was annoying to the teacher that was in there because yeah. it was like I was just sitting there and watching her. But the my my student teaching semester, she. <laughs> My my mentor teacher looked at me. She was like, yeah, you're going to be taking over. She was like, I'm not going to teach for for the last few months of school. You are. And I was like, are, are you sh- are you sure? She goes, yeah, you know what you're doing. It's fine. I'll, I'll be sitting here on my iPad behind my desk. You'll be fine. And I, it was the best. But honestly, it's, like, it's it nice was, though, to have that freedom. Yeah, it was so nice to be able to do whatever I want. I was like, are you okay if I like do this kind of project? And she was like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Like, you're good. And it was so, it was probably the best experience that I could have gotten in a student placement um, because she was just so open to me trying things. That's and I got good. to, yeah, I got to figure out what didn't work for me, what did work for me. And that, like, I still, I still talk with the kids in, that were in that were that were in that class and they're like seniors in college now oh my gosh i'm old so how many weeks would you say that you actively taught for in your whole student teaching in my whole student teaching yeah like of uh, active instruction like in the last semester and like, like all, just the, all the my whole college summary of your student oh, teaching training oh uh not i would say like maybe 25 weeks or so okay, like, so like 30 half a weeks year. yeah okay but still like <laughs> yeah <that's- laughs> yeah and that was my experience because i got the full reign of that classroom that year and but- was like that a gradual like so here is it kind of like you just i imagine yours was different where you got thrown in yeah but is it usually like a gradual thing where you're like oh you teach one lesson here then you build it up very much so okay very then. much so yeah, so that's it's kind of interesting. My my husband actually has a student teacher in his classroom this year, uh-huh. and it's funny to hear like the the teacher side of having a student yeah. teacher. He is very he wants to make sure that that the student teacher is like ready for anything. Yeah, and he's very he's very responsible. He's not like sitting in his de- <laughs> sitting like, behind his desk like scrolling YouTube or whatever. But or maybe he is. I don't know what you do. So, so then with that was so was your only experience in that one grade level with that one teacher? Oh yeah. They tried to bounce me around the school a little bit, but the only classroom that would like that was like, Yeah, come on in was a fourth grade classroom. So I had no experience at all in K through second grade. Like So none. you got like quali because what is it? Your qualification, I'm assuming, I'm, is elementary. Yeah, yeah I'm qualified K to six. So that's what my Isn't license that, is. Don't you think that's if insane, someone, like? If someone put me in a kindergarten <laughs> classroom, I would have a breakdown. I, that's a wide range. There's a lot of development in K through six. I remember going down to third grade. My principal goes, hey, like, we have an opening in third grade. We think you'd be great for it. AKA, there's a really bad class that I think that you could maybe handle. And that third grade class, I remember going from sixth grade to third grade and being like, you don't know how to... You don't know how to write a paragraph? It takes three Um, hours to leave this classroom for you to tie your shoes. I need to tie them for you. (laughs) All right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, you can't read a chapter book? Okay. All right. Well, we'll figure this out together. So I think it was just, yeah, Yeah. it's it's a crazy what all goes on in K-6. to And I feel like different placements would have been very helpful for me. Yeah. Just didn't happen. 
versus, yeah, in England. I, I honestly think, like, England, like, our school system overall, I feel like it's much more, like, it's thoroughly organised. Yeah. And I feel like the teacher training programme is also part of that. Yeah. Um, there are, like, two ways that you... I think there's, like, actually three different ways you can go into, like, teaching in England. Um, the way I went is um, the way that you do, like... So you do your three years, like, bachelors. So here in America, I know it's four years for a bachelor, like, a BA. Yeah. Yep. Versus only three years in England. Because, oh. yeah, we get prepared a little bit more for university Whoops. than... Um, <laughs> um and then yeah you do your three years bachelor's and then they usually like quite often they will say like have a gap year go into a school like you know be a teaching assistant for a year or like volunteer like yeah. get some experience in a school and then do your pgc which is your postgraduate certificate in education and that's a then one year add-on course that you add on to your ba that then gives you your qualified teacher status so with that it's a whole year dedicated purely at that point you already have you know, I had my English degree. Right. This is literally just the art of teaching in and of itself, where you had two placements. So you would have your semester one placement, which would basically be from September through December. Yeah. Then um, my my school had it where from January to like February, you basically had um, a research month. So where you would pick a topic. Oh. So mine was um, a travel abroad program. So I went to Belgium and like did some like volunteering in different like primary um, and secondary so schools cool. in like Belgium and the Netherlands and like all around <gasps> those areas. And then I did like a research study into like um, how <laughs> England versus Bel like European countries, like different the education systems and compare and contrast. So yeah, whereas other people did like Shakespeare in the classroom and they like went to the theatre and did like theatre programs with schools and stuff. Like it oh was- Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, after that, you then do a second placement in another school, okay. usually from February to around May. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, both of them. And it's very much like your first placement is like, okay, you go in the first two weeks is just observing different teachers, different mm -hmm. grade levels, because um, I was high school. Um, so it'd be like, right, we're basically going to give you a timetable that you're going to eventually move to teach to. Yeah. But you're going to use the timetable as observation so you can start to get to know the class, the teacher, what right. they're learning. And then you're going to slowly phase in. So then you're going to be at 10% teaching. So 10% of your timetable is now you're teaching now 20% then you slowly up here yeah each week and each week you're also teaching multiple classes where it's like right you're teaching one with this teacher in year seven you're teaching one with this teacher in year nine one with this one in year ten, and you're teaching a wide variety of oh the different oh my gosh and you're also was it, getting, was it enough time to make you feel like you really understood what teaching in that grade level was like I, like how long were you in each for each one, because of the way the timetable is, where it's all like, yeah, it's like scattered. It's not like every day you have the exact same lessons. I'd say you're in it enough where, you know, by the time you get to like your 80% of teaching, you're yeah. teaching some of those classes like eight blocks over a two week period. So you're getting to know the students. You're starting to like oh. get in and know the curriculum. But a lot of like the resources and curriculum are already pre-made in British schools. So <laughs> a lot of it is you've already got the resources. You just need to look through the slides, learn what they're doing. If you're an English teacher, read the book that you're teaching so yeah. that you know, research it, study it so you know exactly what to teach to them. Whereas I was like making 20 page lesson plans yeah. for a 30 minute lesson. And it was the same thing. We had to like do lesson plans and say what we're going right, to do. And, right, right, and, like, but all, like, yeah, yeah, the paperwork side of it was a lot. Yeah. But it's, I felt like my first placement was difficult because I had a rough first placement. Okay. But by the second one, I really felt like, 
I, I've got a lot of experience from doing this. And I felt like, uh, like to me, it worries me, the concept of only teaching one class in America yeah. and having one teacher as your be all end all observer. Right. Whereas like in England, you have your mentor and they're the main one that like signs off on everything and you meet with them regularly to discuss. But they'll also speak to the other teachers whose classes that you're pushing into and teaching in. Yeah. And they get a wide range. So everyone basically like evaluates you on their own. So yeah, then that would have been if you have yeah. one teacher that just doesn't like you for whatever reason, yeah. but the other three are saying no, they're amazing, it kind of like puts a more solid, stable argument yeah. as opposed to here. If you get in and you have an a mentor or like right. co-teacher that doesn't like you it's harder right. yeah and then when you do eventually go into teaching you've only taught like obviously high school is different you could be cover like teaching with someone that teaches like you know the 10th and the 12th grade right but then when you apply for that school they're like well, yeah we only have freshman english available but you've been teaching with a teacher that has honors yeah. sets and yeah. college prep classes right. That's a completely different ball right. grade to like gen ed freshman. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Still in a middle school mindset. Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely feel like the English, like, way that they prepare people, I, I can't fault the postgraduate yeah. program enough. All right. So, like, yeah. The, the, the British win this yeah. one. Yeah. And okay. obviously, it's like I said, it. My first placement was absolutely awful, but my second placement was great. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I'm so happy I that like I got two placements. Yeah, I feel like that's true across across the board, American versus British. Like, it just depends on what, what school you're in. Yeah. Um, my mentor teacher was great. My student teaching placement, the principal who had to observe me and send in her her remarks to my college course, she did not like me yeah. for some reason. And that crushed me. Because yeah. I have to be liked. And, 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 and she was like very harsh. And she refused to hire me at the end of the year, even though there were multiple open positions. And I didn't know why. But that was like, yeah. again, like that was a good, that was a good learning experience for me to recognize that sometimes people don't like you and it's okay. And but, it, definitely, it definitely comes back to that thing though, where it's like, I feel like if you are in America and you have your, you, you do your whole education program, mm -hmm. then you come to the last year and then they're finally like, right, now you're going to teach and you end up in a school that is not for you right. with a teacher that you don't like, an admin that you don't like, right. students that you don't understand. Right. And you, I would very much believe so why so many people like do it and they get to their last year of their education program here and they're like, this isn't for me. Right. Because oh, absolutely. that is your only indicator of whether yeah. or not you're able to do this. Whereas yeah. like, at least in England, you have the two placements. So if you have one really bad one, you're like, okay, one more. I've tried this twice. And if this still is not working after right. two. And, that, and I wonder if that's why so many teachers in America feel like they have to stay in a toxic school because like that's all they know. Yeah. And they don't realize that there are other options and other ways that schools run. So, yeah. all right. Yeah, British. I think England. The British win, I guess. England, way to go. <sighs> One of these days. All right. Our next segment is hot or not. This is when we bring two topics and rate if they are hot or if they are not. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but there's the explanation if you need it, I guess. <laughs> Just um, in case. Yeah, just in case. First topic is teachers getting in a heated argument over an email chain. Is that hot or not? 
I feel like at times... Is this a lukewarm? <laughs> this, is, this is a mid, let's be real. Because it is like... I think sometimes... It's like, oh, someone's getting heated over there. Like, you know what I mean? You live for the tea. Oh, yeah, But there are times where, like, you you can have too much tea. You know, you can be absolutely overwhelmed by tea. Like, when when there's something juicy in an email and you're like, oh, what's going on here? And you're like, oh, like, you know, your department goes together and you're like, oh, just see this. Yeah. Like, there's times where it's all right. But then there's also the times where it gets too much and it gets toxic. And you're like, okay, it's it's been two weeks since that email was sent. It's time to... Two weeks? Like, you know what I mean? Or, like, it keeps being brought back and yeah. like, oh, do you remember this email from last yeah. week? Like for me, it's it's never gotten to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, like move this is messy, yeah. move on. It's always like one or two emails back and forth, and it's just people being so passive aggressive. Ah, oh, mm, chef's kiss. If you are not involved in it, nah, like ah, uh, because people, you're just like, oh, oh. Like I love it when ooh. someone does a reply or literally calling out like admin or something, and you're just like, oh, ooh, ooh, okay, oh, oh, <laughs> we're playing that game today. It's like the 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 tea that I need is the kind where I need to go down to my teacher besties classroom, poke my head, and be like, did you just see that? Like, oh my gosh, that's I love that stuff. I know. I, I think the reason it makes me feel uncomffortable is because it goes back with that like professionalism yeah. in Britain. <laughs> American schools because I'm like, Where I'm like in a yes, British school give it to me. if you replied all to your like head head teacher in front of the whole staff calling them out or saying anything passive aggressive your butt would be handed to you on a plane oh. like you would be absolutely embarrassed yeah. like it so, was yeah. more it was more like teachers to teachers like doing like a whole school thing that has been going on for yeah. like 15 years and the primary teachers are just done with it, right? Mm. It, it's more middle school based. That's that was the problem with teaching in a K to eight school. Yeah. Was like it's w- different worlds. But like you know, like primary teacher would email that middle school teacher and be like, "Um, we're busy that day, so we can't come." And then you're like, "What's the middle school teacher?" Well, we've always made time for this before, so can't wait to see you there. Oh, I can't. Oh. My favorite would be <laughs> when, when someone does like a whole school email to be like. I was in this weekend and noticed this and I'm like, oh, so you just had to declare to everyone that you right. came in on the weekend. Well done. And then someone responded, like replies all being like, I don't think this is necessary to be shared with everyone. That's when you're like, okay, okay. <laughs> someone finally said it. So for me, <laughs> for me, it's hot. Hot, hot. Mine's depending on weight. Mine, mine is it's hot on the initial, but if it drags on for too long, that's <laughs> if it where sits I'm on like, the counter for too long. Yeah, it no, becomes... it, it's literally hot, but you know, it, it cools down <laughs> after a while. So in the moment, yeah, but it's like tea. Don't leave it on the side for too long. <laughs> Perfect. And our our second topic is awkward interventions with staff, like when when someone has to come in and make people adults behave. Have you ever had this happen? I have never had this oh. happen. <laughs> like, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard about it. Have you been involved in something like I've this? I've never been directly involved, oh, okay. actually. Oh. No, I oh. <laughs> I had to have it. Like, when I was a first-year teacher, um, I had to have it where I had to call a meeting with, like, our sped lead and be like, yo, I've got all of these IEP students, I have not got a PowerPro in yeah. these ones. And occasionally I have a PowerPro, but the PowerPro doesn't do anything. So yeah. 
that's an issue. And was just like, you know, like as someone that wants to be here and do my best for my students, I find it very frustrating when, you know, there are students that aren't getting their minutes met and you're not following the law that's basically written for this. And like, mm-hmm. I had to basically advocate and like, be like, this is not good. I will yeah. lose my crap over this. Yeah. So do something. Right. Um. So I had to do that. Um. I, I feel like it felt awkward in the moment, but I feel like it also taught me that it's like, you know, you're, you are the owner of your classroom. Yeah. And if something is happening in your classroom that you don't like, you need to be the one to speak up for it. Because yeah. if you go to your ITL or you go to anyone else, right. they'll would be you, like, yeah, I'll handle that. And they don't. <laughs> would you rather have an awkward intervention or would you rather just have it keep going on? Like just everyone kind of silently accept that that person is the way that they are. My issue is if I let it simmer for too long, it will erupt. <laughs> And that's, and that's this, when I will just call people out like there and then. And then it will be if very you leave awkward. the tea on the burner for too long. It's hot, but then it gets the wet. will boil over. Um, yeah. This analogy. So I've good. had that. That one to me wasn't as awkward because it was just me being like, yo, yeah. like this is the policy. Can yeah. we just do this? But I've like, I've heard of like departments that didn't get on there. I've had to have like a principal go in and be oh, like, no. you need to get on. There are six of you in this department and yeah. one and two don't like each other. Get over it. Or like we've also, I've had it before where cross departments where it's like one department craps on another. Yeah. And then you have to basically have like a come to principal meeting of like, you need to stop, the maths and the English department need to stop saying yeah. that one's better than the other. Yeah. And it's like, I think to me, it just comes back to that. Like, I find it uncomfortable because of the fact that it is that professionalism right. of like, you cannot like each other and that's fine. But right. You need to pretend that you can and work like, and yeah. coexist. And I feel like that was the kind of, the kind of school that like I was in, like everyone just kind of accepted that people are the, the way that they are yeah. and just like you're you're controlling and you're, yeah. you are kind of mean, but whatever, we we can all understand it and move on. So, uh, so I, I feel like not, for me as a peacemaker, I just like, it's a not yeah, for I me. Yeah, I think my awkward main word that I'm looking onto is the awkward. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh. Positive interventions are hot, but awkward ones where they're (laughs) mishandled and not professional, not so much. Is it not? Is it not? All right. That was our hot or not for this week. We are now moving on to the next section of the week, which is Jess's personal favorite. (laughs) Grind the gears. Woohoo! Insert grind sound somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it is? No. Come on, Jess, you need some WD 40 on those gears over there. Jess, your grind the gears topic for this week is when someone makes every conversation about themselves. As someone who very much listens to a lot of different people and just I'm a listener, I'm a good listener. If I happen to come to you with a problem that is about me, recognize that I am trusting you enough to talk about myself. It's very uncomfortable for me to talk about myself. And here I am talking about myself. So just like, let me, why do you have to take the spotlight again? It's not about you. If I'm feeling sick, you don't suddenly feel sick all of a sudden. And like, just let me have my moment. Let me, let me be me. Do you feel better over there? No. Well, I feel a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vinny. Your grind, your gears topic is when someone puts up a sad status without any explanation. 
Listen, I know you think that just because you've put, oh, not feeling myself today, feeling a bit blue. No one cares. Put it up there. We don't want to DM you. Oh, please DM me so I can tell. No, I want the tea. You've put it out there. Now, please share the irrelevant information. I mean, you've given me a little teaser trailer and I want to see the full show. So come on, just share the information. The tea is there. And if you don't share, I don't care anymore. Move on with your life. <laughs> oh, that was short. Short yeah. today. That was short and to the it's point. All right. Self-explanatory. It is. I don't like attention seekers. Mm? Some of us have attention naturally from being fabulous. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Our train ride is coming to an end. So now it's time for underdogs. This is when we celebrate uh, people in education who normally don't get any applause or recognition or just need some, some uplifting. So we're here to do that. Today's underdogs are really good mentors. And I feel like kind of touching on student teaching, a really good mentor is something that is invaluable to to a school um, and to the next generation of teachers that are coming in. So I, I have been blessed with um, a good mentor and she means the world to me and my, and my journey in education. So I thank you. Thank you. And if you are taking the time to pour your life, not only into your students, but also into a student teacher, thank you. Thank you. Because that's going to mean so much more to them than you will ever know and might even save them <laughs> from burning out and being destroyed so early in their career. So bravo. Yeah. And just to piggyback off that, it's like I always say like a mentor can make or break something. It's mm -hmm. in any capacity, student teaching or even when you go into teaching yeah. and you get like a cognitive coach. And I just think like there are so many teachers that are absolutely amazing and would make the greatest mentors ever. And they're mm -hmm. like, I just don't have enough in me to be able to do right. that as well. And it's like, at times they also put their own reputation on the line when like, you know, they create this relationship with a student teacher mm -hmm. and they're like, I see good things in them and like admin or other force are like, I don't. And they're like, well, I do. And like, yeah. you know, I think it takes a really strong person to like be a mentor and to be able to actually give that support. Because it is very mm -hmm. much like you it are the one that's time. preparing them. <laughs> yeah. And you don't get fairly compensated for it either, no. which is really frustrating. Because, mm -hmm. like, and it's the same thing. In England, like, mentors, this is the whole off spiel, but mentors in England get time in their timetable to have mm. a scheduled meeting every week, every other week with the person they're mentoring, where they go off timetable and they have a full hour dedicated to let's go through how you're feeling. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I feel like it's, okay. it's a systematic issue issue mm -hmm. and just know mentors everywhere <laughs> as long as you are a great mentor and greatness is measured by the relationship you have with the mentee yeah and just know that you're doing amazing things mm -hmm. and you deserve the world oh another person who deserves the world um, i love that um, share it out <laughs> Shout it out. <laughs> All right. That is our episode for this week. Um, thank you so much for being on this journey with uh, Vinny and myself. And we hope to see you next week. We're, we're taking this ride next week, too. So come on along. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on keep on going. I don't know. Choo-choo-chewing yeah, along. Yeah, keep on chewing along. I don't know. <laughs> Have a nice week. Bye. Bye.